is one of the ultimate rejects. The track is called Vex. How you doing? You happy? Are you Vex? I say welcome to each and everyone locked in right now. Big ups, big ups, big ups to you and thank you for the support. Those who are locked in on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew on TuneIn Radio. Much love to you. Those who are locked in uh, across the pond on one harmony radio. Top of the morning to you. Big ups to those who are locked in from over there in Texas. WGLRO, home of the Donnie Walker Morning Show. The People Station. Taking it from the sheets to the streets. Big ups to those who are locked in from New York. Island Worldwide. New Jersey NIE Radio. New Secret Media Groups and Aliwap Radio also out of Texas. Big ups to those on ClintonLindsay.com. The Foundation Radio Network. Much love to you. I want to say big ups to all those who are locked in on Facebook Live. Welcome to the stream. It's only a segment simulcast. So it's not the entire broadcast. Don't get too comfortable. Use up the link in the description. The link that is also pinned in the comments. Sound of the ultimate rejects. The track is called Vex. And so as to not make anybody vex, I'm on to make sure to big up my segment sponsor. Pulse Media Group, providing innovative streaming and recording solutions. When being in a moment, it's priceless. Get him a call, 754-999-6020. What can they do for you? The same thing that you see right here on KevinStew.com and so much more. So you have a wedding, a seminar, a church service, a funeral. You have anything like that you want to stream on a secure platform. Go ahead and give them a call. 754-999-6020. That's 754-999-6020. And tell them you heard about them on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Come on, don't vex. 
Just call a friend and tell a friend. Call your enemy. Friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends. Call everybody. It's healthy love night. So there are some people that uh, are not too happy with some of the information that they have been receiving about things relating to COVID vaccines. Now, this is a subject that I haven't touched on and for a while and it, it's funny this morning i decided you know all right i have some of this information that i've been sitting on it it's time to touch a little bit of it and as i went through the course of the day had a discussion with a friend of mine and it, it was it it, it led down the path of the vaccine and i thought you know i'm not going to mention that i'm touching on this tonight but we had a a really good little chat you know so i went back to my sources to check to see if there was any updated information because i had something already lined up only to find that there was brand new information that was released uh, yesterday um, in an article. I thought, boy, you know, let me go ahead and talk about this tonight on Healthy Love. So tonight we're addressing a little bit of a mistake that was made relating to the COVID-19 vaccine. So, before I get into the mistake, let's let's look at some of the things that was put out about the COVID-19 vaccine. And now, so, uh, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, if you're fully vaccinated, there are some new guidances or there's new guidance that is put out for you and it is recommended according to the cdc that if you're not vaccinated that you find a vaccine they don't really care which vaccine just find a vaccine and they say all right some things you need to know is that COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. You may have side effects after vaccination. And these are normal and should go away in a few days. It typically takes two two weeks after the vaccination for the body to build protection or immunity against the virus that causes COVID-19. You are not fully vaccinated until two weeks after the second dose of a two-dose vaccine or two weeks after a one-dose vaccine um and they say people who have been fully vaccinated can start to do some things that they had stopped doing because of the pandemic (sighs) so 
I thought to myself, self, this information, this information um, could cause some problems. You know, some people could get upset about it. And some people could end up saying, boy, you know, I told you so. And that's fine. You find people arguing all along the spectrum as it relates to COVID-19 and, and things off COVID-19. But also, according to the CDC, they said, all right, so here are some things that we're still learning. And I'm like, wait, what? Okay, let's look at some of the things that we're still learning, as according to the CDC, about the COVID-19 vaccine. So they say, we're still learning how well vaccines prevent, prevent you from spreading the virus that causes COVID-19 to others. Even if you do not have symptoms, early data show that vaccines help keep people with no symptoms from spreading the vaccine. But we're still learning how well. We are also still learning how long COVID-19 vaccines protect people. We're still learning how many people have to be vaccinated against COVID-19 before the population can be considered protected. And we're still learning how effective the vaccines are against new variants of the virus that causes COVID-19. Now, when I see information like that, I go back into things that I learn about vaccines and things that I've learned about viruses. Well, more so about things that I've learned about viruses. Some of which I have prevent, um, presented on this broadcast on the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. So if you check any of the archives, um, m the most comprehensive of the archives would be the YouTube ar archive. The Night Shift with, with DJ Kevin Stew is the name of the archive. You you go there, the channel. You go there, you'll see broadcast. Oh boy, going as far over four hundred broadcasts are, are are recorded and and stored there. So, thinking back in my mind, I I, I went and I thought about viruses. And the types of viruses that are out there and the structure of the virus. And I thought, self, you know, the most successful vaccines have been against some stable viruses. And yes, the vaccine took a while to develop. And yes, they used a... a a dead version of the vaccine of the virus, so to speak, to create this vaccine. So, how was it that they created this vi this vaccine that is is being pushed now? This mRNA vaccine, this new vaccine, new type of vaccine, and it doesn't contain any portion of the virus. And I thought, hmm. All right, so science has improved over the years significantly. So you would think that ways to treat things 
would also improve. But there are some things that remain a constant. And over the weekend, I was talking with someone that I met um, at an event. And he told a story of reasoning with his daughter, one of his daughters, and saying how things have changed. Now, he was talking to her from, she's in Jamaica, he's in the United States, and he said, go outside and go to this side of the house and look, you'll see a building across the way. Is it still there? Yes. Right about now, you should see the sun just pulling up over the so- over the roof of the building. And is that happening? Yes. All right, go around the other side. Is this happening? Yes. Then nothing really change. <laughs> that was his reasoning. And so, whereas... There are some things that have not changed. There are some things that have been improved on. I don't know if vaccinations are one of those things. I'm not telling anyone to not get vaccinated. I am telling everyone to ask about what they're being vaccinated with. Before I go much further, I want to remind you that you can participate in this broadcast by calling in, texting in, uh, WhatsApp, Telegram. You can Skype. Kevin.stew is a Skype handle. But the numbers to call, numbers to text, 773-789-STEW, 773-789-7839. Call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. They all work. 773 seven eight nine seven eight three nine the easy way to remember it seven eight nine stew seven seven three is the area code all right so the cdc goes on to say under what we know that uh, vaccines are now more widely accessible in the united states everyone ages 12 and older is recommended to get a COVID-19 vaccination. So, is it that viruses don't affect anyone under 12? Why they don't need a vaccination? Why, if you're under 12, you can't get vaccinated? You know, these are the kind of questions that I ask. Vaccines, um... uh, No, let me not even get into that. Um, COVID-19 vaccines are effective at keeping you from getting COVID-19. After you're fully vaccinated, you can start doing some things you had stopped doing because of the pandemic. They're saying studies show that COVID-19 vaccines are effective at keeping you from getting COVID-19. Getting a COVID-19 vaccine will also help you from getting seriously ill if you do get COVID-19. But they're still, they're saying that they're still learning how well the vaccines prevent you from spreading the virus, but also how well it prevents you from getting the virus and how long it protects you after you have gotten the the vaccination. So, again, it's still a learning process. We're still learning about this, but it is recommended that everybody get it anyway. If you're older than 12, again... 
if you're younger than 12, are you immune to the virus? Because children younger than 12 get other viruses. So what is so different about the COVID-19 vaccination to prevent A, getting the virus, B, spreading the virus, and three, becoming seriously ill from the virus. However, not knowing how well the vaccination can, A, prevent you from getting the virus, B, prevent you from spreading the virus, and C, prevent you from being seriously ill from the virus. Um, they say side effects from the vaccination are normal. And they should go away in a few days. Well, everyone that I've spoken spoken to and spoken with about that had gotten the vaccine say, yeah, they they, they felt a, a little bit of a way. Um, mostly for those who got the two dose, mostly after the second vaccine. But yeah, it went away. Cool. I'm fine with that. Hey, Sharon, how are you doing? Um, eventually, the children under 12 will be vaccinated, but they are starting with the most vulnerable groups. Okay. Weren't the children and older adults the most vulnerable groups? I'm just asking based on the information that we've been given. And this is how I, I tend to address issues um, population immunity means that enough people in a community are protected from getting a disease because they've already had the, had the disease or because they've been vaccinated one of the things that was addressed when talking about the, the vaccine was that if you had the virus Within a certain amount of time, you should not get the vaccine. The vaccine, but upon arriving to get your vaccine, nobody gets tested. And I don't know how many people have actually gotten tested and then decided that they were going to go take the vaccine, so that they would go and present their results from the test to say see i haven't I, I i don't have the virus but wouldn't they need to present another bit of information to say i don't have antibodies from the virus either because the majority of people that have had the virus are asymptomatic so if you're asymptomatic you don't know that you've contracted the virus you have already developed a natural immunity to the virus and you go take the vaccine, how does that work? What the CDC says, we're still checking to find out about some of that. Um, again, still learning how many people have to be vaccinated against COVID-19 before population can be considered protected. They're also still learning about new variants and how effective the vaccines are against new variants of the virus that causes COVID-19. One of the things that I learned about COVID-19 very early on 
is that it's a single-strand DNA virus. Another popular single-strand DNA virus is the flu. Every year, you end up getting a recommendation to go get the flu shot. And every year, a bunch of people catch the flu. And every year, a bunch of people recover from the flu without getting the flu shot. The virus is compared to that of the flu because structurally, it is similar to that of the flu. The effects of the virus tend to be a, a more dangerous than the flu. Cool, I get that. But also, prior to the vaccine, people had been recovering from the virus at alarming rates. So, in and of itself, the virus was not a death sentence. But it's a pandemic. Now, not too sure how many pandemics last only a year, but it's a pandemic. Just given the history of pandemics. And I'm not too sure how, is it, how it is that, as documented, there had been more recoveries than there have been deaths from the virus. Even if you recovered from the virus and you had other conditions as a result of the virus, you have recovered from the particular virus. Now, does the vaccine prevent you from getting these other conditions? Well, the CDC doesn't know that yet. And that is still being tested. Another thing is that it, it comes back to the those under 12. That So they're not getting the vaccine, but they're playing, may contract the virus, may get sick, may recover, may pass on the virus, even if you have been vaccinated. Ooh. All right. Do I decide whether or not I want to be vaccinated? Or is it mandated by the state whether or not I get vaccinated? Do we have a choice in the matter at all? When I talk about people recovering and those contracting the virus... I'm not talking about just those in the United States. I'm talking about globally. Um, for a long time in Haiti, there were, and across the Caribbean, there were, there were remarkably low numbers of infections. And then all of a sudden in Haiti, the numbers just blew up. What changed? That has been my question ever since hearing news of numbers going up in Haiti and, and in India. And even with India, when you look at the population of India compared to the population of the United States, proportionally, it's actually not that different to the number of infections and number of recoveries and number of deaths. I'm not saying that people have not died. I'm not saying that. 
I'm not saying that the vaccine has not helped some people. I'm not saying that either. I'm saying, what do we know? How many questions have we asked? And how many answers have we gotten to those questions? Truthful answers. Because here's one of the big things. The people don't trust the source of the mainstream information. And you have to ask the question, why don't the people trust that information? Because the people have been lied to on several occasions, especially when it comes to things regarding our health. Think Tuskegee. So, when you take something like, oh, here it is, we have a pandemic. Oh, here it is, we have a solution. When this virus started, and they said it came about as a result of this woman having bat soup in a wet market in Wuhan, China. And they put out, and I use they just <laughs> arbitrarily. I'm, I'm, I'm categorizing wherever it was that put out that information, whomever it was, as they. The information was put out there. The picture was sent out. I remember doing a broadcast talking about that woman in that picture. However, the information that I received about that woman in that picture is that that picture was taken several years prior and it wasn't even taken in China. So how is it that this is the woman, that is the bowl of soup, coming out of this wet market in in Wuhan, China, that caused the spread of this virus. Puzzling. And that question has yet not been answered. But, you know, we, we, we are a people of short-term memory. So, we get the information as it is fed to us. And we take it and we run with it. Um... As the good sheeple we are. But, of course, every now and then, you have a black sheep here and there that would just go off and do their own thing and would need a yoking back, right? That's, that's why shepherds had that, that stick with the hook on the end. But, um... <laughs> Some, some sheep are like mules, just stubborn. Now, I'm not one that typically goes with the flow of everything. I don't always go with the crowd. I don't always take what I'm given and just go with it. I ask other questions. And with other questions come this broadcast. So, we're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we're going to look at some information that talk about the mistake that was made relating to the COVID-19 vaccine. And I'm going to also say, see you guys on Facebook Live. Sayonara to you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for sharing. And come on over to kevinstew.com. Use the link that's in the description and 
and pinned in the comment section. Come on over. Let's talk some more. And again, I'm not telling anyone not to get vaccinated. No. I'm telling everyone to ask questions. Getting vaccinated, that's your choice. And if your job requires you to do it, then your job requires you to do it. You still have to eat. You have to provide for your family. But at the end of the day, it's still your choice. We're going to take a quick, quick little break. When we come back, we talk some more. We'll be right back. Facebook Live, deuces to you. Take care. Pulse Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music or a voiceover. Or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV. Part of Pulsing Media Group. It takes an entire village to raise a child. Hello, I'm Paul Campbell, here to talk about Palace. Peace and Love Academic Scholarship. This nonprofit group supports students facing serious obstacles from entering or continuing their studies, not because the grades are failing, but due to the lack of financial support. Over the past eight years, Palace has awarded 600 scholarships valued at approximately 50.3 million Jamaican dollars or 415,000 US dollars. Together, we must build a better future for our children. Please visit www.palace1.org and make your donation to brighten the future of a deserving child. Palace Preserving young minds for posterity. Imagine having our own Caribbean center. Imagine a museum highlighting our history and the contributions of Caribbean people to the world. Imagine being able to visit and learn about the islands we call home in a place where our kids can see and feel their cultural heritage. You can make this vision come to life. Help us create this first-of-its-kind space that all Caribbean people can be proud of. Your contribution to Island Space Caribbean Museum will help this dream come true. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe and donate today. Yes, my people! 
Check out I Red Funks on Reggae Global Radio every Saturday at 8 p.m. with Kev Stew. We all give you a pre life. Brand new! Good for you! Kick it like a ball if you don't see a dance hall. You hear that? Hey, I'm representing for DJ Kevin Stew. Working on the night shift. The night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather Just to please the devil never Will DJ Kevin's choose sell his soul? That's a word and honor It's Christine to represent him Word and honor Celestia DJ Kevin's truth. Are changing before our face. I want to welcome you back to the broadcast. Of this race, no matter how long, no matter how hard we gotta survive. Times are changing before our face. We can try. I want to say thank you to those who are just joining in. Thank you to the affiliates. One arm on the radio, Island Worldwide, NIE, WGLRO, Hollywap, Dusik Media Groups, Clinton Lynn to the Foundation Radio Network at PEMGTV.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Want to also say thank you to my segment sponsor, Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea SU is a licensed massage therapist that comes to you operating out of Broad County, North Miami-Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She brings her table, she brings her oils and over 20 years of massage therapy experience. Times are changing before our face. Just give her a call, 954-655-9000 Or email her at theolata at att.net She's also a massage, uh, sorry, a licensed or a certified personal trainer So she'll put your muscles in pain and then uh, massage the pain away So you can ask her about that service also Outside of paying her, the only request that she has when you get her there for a massage is that you get her off her table when she's done and go sleep somewhere else. And believe me, I'm guilty of falling asleep on this table. Thank you much, Althea. The sound of Master J Ball. It's called Time Change. So, as we get back into Healthy Love tonight, we're talking about um, a COVID vaccine mistake that was made. And according to Marcola.com, the more we learn about COVID vaccines is the worse the information, the, 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 the vaccine looks And in a recent interview with Alex Pearson, Canadian immunologist and vaccine researcher, Brian Bridle, a PhD, they dropped a shocking truth bomb that immediately went viral, despite being censored by Google. It also was featured in a fact check by the Pointer Institute's PolitiFact, which pronounced Bridal's findings as false after interviewing Dr. Drew Wiseman, 
uh, you Penn scientist who is credited with helping to create the technology that enables the COVID mRNA vaccines to work. But unlike Bridal, PolitiFact neglected to go beyond interviewing someone with such a huge stake in the vaccine's success. In 2020, Bridal was awarded a $230,000 government grant for research on COVID vaccine development. As part of that research, he and a team of international scientists requested a Freedom of Information Act access to Pfizer's biodistribution study from the Japanese regulatory agency. The research, previously unseen, demonstrates a huge problem with all COVID-19 vaccines. Quote, we made a big mistake, Bridal says. We thought the spike protein was a great target antigen when we never knew the spike protein itself was a toxin and was a pathogenic protein. So by vaccinating people, we are inadvertently inoculating them with a toxin. End quote. This toxin, Bridal notes, can cause cardiovascular damage and infertility, a claim echoed by researchers such as Stephanie Seneff, PhD, and Judy Mikovits, um, PhD, whom have been also interviewed about these issues. Now, what's more, Tricite News reports that Pfizer documents submitted to the European Medicines Agency, EMA, reveal the company did not follow industry standard quality management practices during preclinical toxicology studies, as key studies did not meet good laboratory practice, GLP, good laboratory practices. And those that are in the know uh, really know. <laughs> so, Neither reproductive toxicity nor genotoxicity being DNA mutation, neither of these studies were performed and both of which are considered critical when developing a new drug or vaccine for human use. The problems now surfacing matter greatly as they significantly alter the risk-benefit analysis underlying the vaccine's emergency use authorization as reported by Tricite News. Quote, recently there, have been, there has been speculation regarding pot potential safety signals associated with COVID MR mRNA vaccines. Many different unusual prolonged or delayed reactions have been reported, and often these are more pronounced after the second shot. Women have reported changes in menstruation after taking mRNA vaccines, problems with blood clotting, um, which are also common during COVID-19 disease, are also reported. In the case of Pfizer COVID mRNA vaccine, these newly reported, newly revealed documents raise additional questions about both the genotoxicity and reproductive toxic toxicity risks of this product. Standard studies designed to assess these risks were not performed in compliance with accepted empirical research standards. Furthermore, 
in key studies designed to test whether the vaccine remains near the injection site or travels throughout the body, Pfizer did not use a commercial vaccine but instead relied on surrogate mRNA producing the luciferase protein. These new disclosures seem to indicate that the U.S. and other governments are conducting a massive vaccination program with an incompletely characterized experimental vaccine. It is certainly understandable why the vaccine was rushed into use as, a, as an experimental product under emergency, authority, uh, emergency use authority, but these new findings suggest that routine quality testing, routine quality testing issues were overlooked in the rush to authorize use. People are now receiving injections with an mRNA gene therapy-based vaccine which produces the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein in their cells and the vaccine may also be delivering the mRNA and producing spike, produ spike protein in unintended organs and tissues, which may include the ovaries. Now, I can tell you, the <laughs> quote-unquote conspiracy theorists are having a field day with some of this information. Hey, cuz, how are you doing? Welcome to the broadcast. Um, they're having a field day with some of this information. They, some of the conspiracy theorists, as, as they're considered, would take some of the information, like just one piece of it, like that about the possibility of the spike protein being in unintended organs and tissues, which may include the ovaries, they may run with that and say, hey, this vaccine goes straight to women's ovaries and cause long-term effects. And so this is population control being employed. Now, I've heard that argument before. Is that argument a true argument? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm a DJ, not a DR. I only find information and present it to you so that you can have information to go on to find some more information because I don't give all the information because I cannot have all the information. My job satisfy to, to, is to stimulate your, your appetite and not satisfy your hunger. So when I give you information, it is imperative that you know go ahead and find some more information, whether to support or refute what I have pre presented. But I'm only presenting some of the information that is not on mainstream media. And there are some people that get all their information from mainstream media. So they're only getting one side of the information. It's like hearing an argument, but only getting the information from one person in the argument. Because one person cannot have an argument. Right? So, the assumption that vaccine developers have been working with is that the mRNA is the vaccine, um, the, the mRNA in the vaccine would primarily remain in and around the vaccination site. That is your deltoid muscle with a small amount draining into local lymph nodes. And in the case of um, the Johnson & Johnson and the AstraZeneca vaccines, it would be the DNA. All right, so 
Pfizer's data show this isn't the case at all. Using mRNA programmed to produce luciferase protein as well as mRNA targeted or sorry tagged with radioactive label Pfizer showed that the majority of the mRNA initially remain near the injection site but within hours become widely distributed within the body so my question then would be if it's a vaccine and it is to fight a virus that is in the body, why would it not be distributed throughout the body? What am I missing here? Dr. Brian, Brian Bridal says, we have known for a long time that the spike protein is a pathogenic protein. It is a toxin. It can cause damage to your body if it gets into circulation. Wait, we who? We who have known this? And where was this information put? out the mrna enters your bloodstream and accumulates in a variety of organs primarily your spleen bone marrow liver adrenal glands and in women the ovaries the spike protein also travels to your heart brain and lungs where bleeding and blood clots can occur as a result and is expelled in breast milk hmm so Breast may not be best anymore. If not, where do we go? To formula, which is rich in sugars and additives and can cause obesity and other (laughs) non-progressive or that's not the word that I'm looking for non-positive developmental results. The struggle, the struggle, the struggle, the struggle. Information. You see what information do? It causes you to question everything. But at the end of the day, from knowledge sprouts power, right? So those with the knowledge have the power and knows how to flex those powerful muscles. According to the article on Mercola, Mercola.com, it goes on to say there's a problem. Because rather than instructing your muscle cells to produce a spike protein, the antigen then triggers antibody production. Spike protein is actually being produced inside your blood vessel walls and various organs where it can do a great deal of damage. Quote, It's the first time ever scientists have been privy to seeing where these messenger RNA or mRNA vaccines go after vaccination, is what Bridal told Pearson. It is a safe assumption that it stays in the shoulder muscle. Or, sorry, is it a safe assumption that it stays within the shoulder muscle? The short answer is absolutely not. It is very disconcerting. We have known for a long time that the spike protein is a pathogenic protein. It is a toxin that can damage in that can cause damage in your body if it gets into circulation. The spike protein on its own is almost entirely responsible for the damage to the cardiovascular system if it gets into circulation. 
So wait, hold on a minute. Does that mean that... Well, let me not, let me not start with does it mean. How long then does it take for the spike protein to possibly cause these problems, these, this damage to the cardiovascular system if it gets into circulation? Or is that also unknown? Because if that is the argument also, then there should be a bunch of people right now that are exhibiting cardiovascular problems. Because a bunch of people have been vaccinated and a bunch of people um, have been told that they can resume regular activity prior to the pandemic. So they can party again, they can uh, go into stores not wearing masks again. But wait, do we have to show proof that we've been vaccinated to go into a store and not wear a mask? <sighs> I don't know. Um, a bunch of people are just fed up and suffering from COVID overload and don't even probably want to hear what I'm talking about tonight. And that's fine. It really is. There are some that want to hear about it and some that need to hear about it for whatever reason. Because there's something that I felt compelled to, to, to share with Joe Public, the wider population, you all, I'm doing so tonight. And this bit of information is some that was I've never heard anyone talk about prior to coming across this information. So here we go. <laughs> My duty, share. For many months, we have known that the worst symptoms of severe COVID-19, blood clotting problems in particular, are caused by the sp spike protein of the virus. And as such, it, seemingly, it seemed really risky to instruct the body's cell to produce a, the very thing that causes severe problems. Bridal sites research showing that laboratory animals injected with purified spike protein from SARS-CoV straight into their bloodstream developed cardiovascular problems and brain damage. Assuming that spike protein would not enter into the circulatory system was a grave mistake, according to Bridal, who calls the Japanese data clear-cut evidence that the vaccine and the spike protein produced by it enters your bloodstream and accumulates in vital organs. Bridal also cites recent research showing the spike protein remained in the bloodstream of humans nearly 29 days. Wait, this 29 days, is that duration of the vaccine remaining in the bloodstream? And if it enters the bloodstream... Does it leave the bloodstream or gets expelled as blood cells die? What happens? Article goes on to say, once in your bloodstream or in your blood circulation, the spike protein binds to platelet receptors and the cell that lines your blood vessels. As explained by Bridal, when that appears, when that happens, one of several things can occur. One, it can cause platelets to clump together. Platelets, or aka 
thrombocytes are specialized cells in your blood that stop bleeding. When there's blood vessel damage, they clump together and form a blood clot. This is why we've been seeing clotting disorders associated with both COVID-19 and the vaccines. It can cause abnormal bleeding. In your heart, it can cause heart problems. In your brain, it can cause neurological damage. Importantly, people who have been vaccinated against COVID-19 absolutely should not donate blood. And we've heard that. Seeing how the vaccine and the spike protein are both transferred in fragile patients receiving the blood, the damage could be lethal. Now, we've heard that they should not donate blood if you have been vaccinated. You should not donate blood. Um, people who have naturally gotten the COVID-19 and recovered from it are encouraged to donate blood so that their, their plasma... And, and that their plasma can be effective in blood transfusions for those that need it when, if contracting COVID-19. Something to that effect. Um, don't quote me on that, but if my memory serves me correctly, that was what I heard about donating blood. Um, those vaccinated and those not vaccinated, those that had the virus and those that didn't. Um, breastfeeding women also need to know that both the vaccine and the spike protein are being expelled in breast milk. And this could be lethal for their babies. You are not transferring antibodies. You are transferring the vaccine itself, as well as the spike protein, which could result in bleeding or blood clot and or blood clots in your child. All of this also suggests that for individuals who are at low risk of COVID-19, children and teens in particular, the risk of these vaccines far outweigh the benefits. And, and that probably explains why it is that under 12-year-olds are not being given the vaccine. Now, does it legitimately explain why they don't get it? Again, I don't know. I don't have that information. I have not seen that information anywhere. But that, and this, again, this information that I'm presenting to you, you can check it out yourself on Mercola.com, is fact-checked. But here we go again. It is not in mainstream media. It is not information that is put out in, in a news report as it relates to things COVID. Again, most of us are all COVID out. <laughs> I, I haven't spoken about COVID and the vaccine in over a month. And I do this broadcast every week. So, you know, that, that, that goes to show. But I, it was important to present this information today. And like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, only to end up having a, a discussion about the vaccine with someone that I was talking to on the phone, talking with on the phone. It's just uncanny. Um, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about this information, this um, mistake that was made about the COVID-19 vaccine. Call your friends, tell your friends. It's a night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Healthy love night. We'll be right back after... 
these other messages. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse Emedia Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. Or maybe he's teething. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Matthew 28:19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind, and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links, www.dahchurchlinx.com your links to worship and praise. Yes, yes, yes. Akara Mantino, I'm making notes right now. You are locked in to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. There's no care tonight, take me for a ride. Welcome back, welcome back to the broadcast. Want to say thank you to my segment sponsor, Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global will provide uh, booking agent services, uh, tour management services. Business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and so much more. Including marketing and... Did I mention marketing and promotion? Yeah, they do that too. So give them a call, 954-804-8199. That's 954-804-8199. Tell them you heard about them on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stewart. Visit them on reggaeglobalentertainment.com. In the background, the sound of Royce. It's called Madness. In the madness with you. 
And uh, some of this that we're talking about right now is, well, I guess it falls under the category of madness. Because it's just crazy. <laughs> when it comes to information and how that information is, is, is dispersed, you know, it's, it's, it's madness. Um, in related news... For those of you just tuning in, uh, welcome to Healthy Love. We're talking about um, a COVID-19 mistake that was made. And some of this information really makes you ask more questions, as it should. Any information that I present to you should be causing you to ask more questions and should pique your interest so that you... you Go seek out additional information. Again, my job is to stimulate your appetite, not satisfy your hunger. So don't come to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew looking for answers. Do come looking for more questions, though. Because that is how we go on this journey of attaining knowledge. And from knowledge sprouts power. Those with the knowledge are the powerful individuals. So if you end up finding yourself being censored or silenced by any group or any platform, well, you know, you may want to look into that. Maybe you didn't say something offensive, but you said something that was dangerous. Think on these things. Um, maybe what I'm presenting is actually garbage which is probably why I haven't been censored. I don't know. <laughs> um, but still, it any information that is given requires you looking into it. I didn't come up with this off the top of my head. I came up with this as a result of finding information from various sources and presenting it, asking the questions as I go along. Now, According to Mercola.com, in related news to this information about the COVID-19 mistake, the vaccine mistake, Dr. Malcolm Kendrick posted an article on his website on the 3rd of June, 2021, in which he discusses the links between the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and vasculitis a medical term referring to inflammation-itis in your vascular system, which is made up of your heart and blood vessels. Now, if there's inflammation in your vascular system, that can't be good because that needs to be free so that blood flows freely. If you have inflammation, that means that it now becomes restricted. There are many different types of vasculitis, including uh, Kawasaki's disease, antiphospholipid -phospho syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, um, scleroderma, scleroderma um, Sorgensen's disease. And according to Kendrick, all of them have two things in common. Your body, one, for some reason, starts to attack the lining of your blood vessels. 
thereby causing damage and inflammation. The why can differ from one case to another, but in all cases, your immune system identifies something foreign in the lining of your blood vessels causing it to attack. The attack causes damage to the lining, which results in inflammation. Blood clots are a common result and can occur either because the platelets clump together in response to the vessel wall damage or because of anti-clotting. Your anti-clotting mechanism has been compromised. Your most powerful anti-clotting system is your glycocalyx, the protective layer of glycoproteins that line your blood vessels. According to many things, sorry, among many other things, the glycocalyx contains a wide variety of anticoagulant factors, including tissue factor inhibitor, protein C, nitric, nitric oxide, and antithrombin. It also modulates the adhesion of platelets to the endothelium. When blood clots completely block a blood vessel, you end up with a stroke or a heart attack. A reduction in platelet count, known as thrombocytopenia, that's thrombocytopenia, is a reliable sign that blood clots are forming in your system as the platelets are being used up in the process. Thrombocytopenia is, all, is, is a commonly reported side effect of COVID-19 vaccines as are blood clots, strokes, and lethal heart attacks, all of which are pointing towards spike proteins causing vascular damage. They significantly increase your risk of death and in some cases raising mortality by 50 times compared to those who do not have these conditions. The take-home message Kendrick delivers is that if you damage the lining of your blood vessel walls, blood clots are far more likely to form. And very often, the damage is caused by the immune system going on attack. Damaging blood vessel walls and removing several of the anti-clotting mechanisms, the end result can be lethal. And this chain of events is exactly what these COVID-19 vaccines are setting into motion. Now, again, is this just an attack on the COVID-19 vaccine makers? Or is it information that they have had that they have not released because, well... Healthcare is big business. If there's anything that I would say would be the hardest to argue, it is that healthcare is not big business. Healthcare is big business. So, and and uh, I'm not talking about the the business of staying healthy. It, it's really the business of staying just healthy enough to operate but not healthy enough to be off drugs there's other research that suggests that the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein
can have a serious impact on your mitochondrial function, which is imperative for good health, innate immunity, and disease prevention of all kinds. When the spike protein interacts with the ACE2 receptor, it can disrupt mitochondrial signaling, thereby inducing the production of reactive um, oxygen species and oxidative stress. If the damage is serious enough, uncontrolled cell death may occur, which in turn leaks mitochondrial DNA, mtDNA, into your bloodstream. Aside from being detected in cases involving acute tissue injury, heart attacks, and species, uh, sorry, sepsis, um, species, go Kevin, um, sepsis, freely circulating mtDNA has also been shown to contribute to a number of chronic diseases, including systemic inflammatory response syndrome, or SIRS, SIRS. Heart attack, or uh, sorry, heart disease, liver failure, HIV infection, rheumatoid arthritis, and certain cancers. Now, as explained in COVID 19, a mitochondrial perspective, quote, apart from its role in energy production, mitochondria are crucial for innate immunity, reactive oxygen spe- species, or ROS, generation, um, reactive oxy- oxygen species generation, and apop apoptosis or apoptosis the p the second p is silent um where am i sorry all of these are important in covid-19 pathogens or pathogenesis dysfunctional mitochondria predisposed to oxidative stress and loss of circular sorry cellular function and vitality in addition mitochondrial damage leads to inappropriate and persistent inflammation sars coronavirus 2 or sars cov2 enters cell by attaching to anti uh, sorry angiotensin converting enzyme 2 that is your ACE2 receptors on, on the cell surface. Following infection, there is internal, internalization and downregulation of ACE2 receptors. At vascular endothelium, ACE2 performs conversion of an, angiotensin 2 to angiotensin 1-7, thus a low ACE2 accept, a, activity subsequent to SARS-CoV-2 infection leads to imbalance in renin-angiotensin system with relative excess of angiotensin 2. Information continues. Angiotensin 2, though binding to its type 1 receptors, exerts uh, pro-inflammatory vasoconstrictive and prothrombic prothrombotic effects while angiotensin 1-7 has opposing effects in addition angiotensin 2 increases cytoplasmic and mitochondrial ROS generation leading to oxidative stress all not good by the way 
to sum it up. Now, this increased oxidative stress may lead to endothelial dysfunction and aggravative systemic and local inflammation, thus contributing to acute lung injury, cytokine storm, and thrombosis seen in severe COVID-19 illnesses as they go down to the, as they sequence (laughs) how one affects the other. A recent algorithm showed that majority of SARS-CoV-2 genomic and structural RNAs are targeted for mitochondrial matrix. Thus, it appears that SARS-CoV-2 hijacks mitochondrial machinery for its own benefit, including DMV biogenesis. biogenesis. Manipulation of mitochondria by virus may lead to mitochondrial dysfunction and increased oxidative stress, ultimately leading to loss of mitochondrial integrity and cell death or apoptosis. Mitochondrial fission enables removal of the damaged portion of of a mitochondrion to be cleared by mitophagy, a special form of autophagy. Metabolic studies suggest that SARS-CoV-2 inhibits mitophagy. Thus, there is accumulation of damaged and dysfunctional mitochondria. This not only leads to impaired mitochondrial antiviral signaling or MAVs response, but also aggravates inflammation and cell death. Now, the author, Pankaj Prasoon, points out that virus impact on mitochondria helps explain why COVID-19 is so much deadlier for older people, the obese, and those with diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart disease. All of these risk factors have something in common. They are all associated with mitochondrial dysfunction. If your mitochondria are already dysfunctional, the SARS-CoV-2 virus can more easily knock out more mitochondria, resulting in severe illness and death. So, it is believed that the spike protein is a bioweapon. And, you know, <laughs> this may be going way deep down the rabbit hole to a whole nother section. It, it, it may even graduate from a, a, a rabbit hole to a mole hole. <laughs> you know, it goes so deep. And I don't want to, to go too far into this and I I really feel like we're going to really need some um, musical therapy <laughs> after this information. One of the things that was mentioned as as there's a whole section here about it being possibly a bioweapon. And One part of it says, when you get the COVID-19 vaccine, you are being injected with an agent that instructs your body to produce the bioweapon in its own cells. 
This is about uh, diabolic. This is about as diabolic, diabolical as it gets. Um, in her paper, in a paper, worse than the disease, reviewing some possible unintended consequences of mRNA vaccines against COVID nineteen, published in the journal Inter- International Journal of Vaccine Theory, Practice, and Research in collaboration with Dr. Greg Nye. Dr. Senef explains why the unnatural spike protein is so problematic. Now, in summary, normally the spike protein on a virus will collapse on itself and fall into the cell once it attaches to the ACE2 receptor. The vaccine-induced spike protein does not do this. Instead, it stays open and remains attached to the ACE2 receptor, thereby disabling it and causing a host of problems that lead to heart, lung, and immune impairment. <laughs> um let me jump down to this section here. Remember the research cited by Bridal at the beginning of this broadcast, the information that I presented to you. It it found spike protein accumulates in the spleen among other places. Parkinson's disease is a prion disease that has been traced back to prions originating in the spleen that then travel up to the brain via the vagus nerve. In the same way, it's quite possible COVID-19 vaccines may promote Parkinson's and other human prion diseases such as Alzheimer's. So, you want to tell me that whole countries would be taking this information and ignoring it and injecting the population so that they could develop other diseases, heart conditions. They could basically wipe out a whole generation. For what? To what end, though? And... This is what would would probably cause people to start using the term conspiracy theorists. To what end would there be problems caused, intentional problems caused from these this vaccination? Or is it that in so trying to find a solution, they have created more of a problem? And because it was touted as such a, a, a solution, to backtrack now would be even more detrimental. So to save face, everything continues as planned. Is, 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 is that the case? What are the possible solutions that we have to this issue? Because we can't just be presenting problems on top of problems on top of problems. At some point in time, we need to be presenting some solutions to these problems also. Year, when Last year, when this whole COVID-19 thing broke out, one of the things I had said is, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it turns out to be a case where here is a problem being presented and the same people that are presenting the problem already has a solution in their pockets. Wait a little while and then says, here is the solution. And now they become the hero. 
is that what happened here? I don't know. It, it could be argued why then introduce something that is going to kill off millions of people. Well, if you look at the information properly, you will see that over 70% of those that caught the, vi the virus recovered from the virus naturally. So the virus didn't kill them. And the remaining numbers, the about 25% or less, um, they had pre-existing conditions. So does it mean then that it was okay for them to die? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that the virus it doesn't exist? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that the virus didn't kill them? <laughs> it could be a contributor to their death. Not necessarily that it killed them. We don't hear of the flu killing people. But it could very well be a contributor to their death. So, while all this is problematic, according to Mercola.com, Mikovits, as she notes, Dr. Mikovits, remedies to the, malady, the, the maladies that might develop post-vaccine include um, um, she provides, sorry, there are some remedies that are provided to the, the maladies that, that may develop post-vaccine. Um, hydrochloroquine and ivermectin treatments appear particularly promising because it actually binds to the spike protein. And there was an interview with Brett Weinstein and Dr. Pierre Corey that they talk about this. Uh, Low-dose antiviral antiretroviral therapy to reduce your immune system so sorry to re-educate your immune system uh, low-dose interferon such as paximune developed by interferon researcher dr joe Cummins to stimulate your immune system is recommended uh, peptide t an hiv entry inhibitor derived from the hiv envelope protein gp120 it blocks binding and inter in infection of viruses that cause the ccr5 re receptor to infect cells um interestingly enough <laughs> there's a recommendation of cannabis to strengthen type 1 interferon pathways so here this goes back to the benefits that cannabis can provide, some of which were known a long time ago. It's not new information. It's old information just brought to the light. Um, there is dimethylglycine or betine to enhance methylation, thereby suppressing latent viruses, um, silymarin or milk thistle to help cleanse your liver. These are some recommendations 
to help post-vaccine issues. Now, there's quite a bit more information that is available as according to this article presented by Mercola.com. And I recommend that among the rest of information that you may be consuming, that you go ahead and take a moment to look into some of this information also. Because, again, what do you have to lose? If you're being given one side of an argument all the time, are you getting the whole argument? So, when it comes to finding information like this, which is not information that is put out in mainstream media, it is not information that is, 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 is found readily when you go searching for it. Well, some of it isn't. Some of it is suppressed. Some of it is um, blocked, even. Because it is said to be damaging information. It is said to be information being put out by conspiracy theorists. I, I keep hearing Donnie Walker say this. If I'm a conspiracy theorist, prove the theory wrong. And for the most part, it is the one with the most influence. It is the one with the loudest voice that gets heard the most and believed most often. But we're also told that some of the most influential people speak softly and walk with a big stick. Well, Gandhi didn't walk with any stick that I can recall seeing. He, he did speak softly, but he also raised his voice on occasions, didn't he? Stories that we've heard of, of Jesus in the Bible, he was soft-spoken and humble, but he also turned over the, the, the tables and, and mark, dis destroyed the marketplace of those selling in the, in, the, in, the, um, in the temple. So he got upset also the most perfect being that is known in, in Christianity. So, <laughs> when we get information, don't just put all your marbles in the basket because you believe that this bit of information comes from a place that is credible. Look for the information that may refute, that may dispute this, this bit of information that you have received. Question it. Because you have nothing to lose by getting more answers. And as we go into musical therapy, I want to remind you that you don't have to go with the first bit of information that you receive all the time, especially when it comes to your health, which is why you're advised often to get second opinions from doctors. Go ahead, get that second opinion. 
because you may get something else or you may get something in addition to what you've been told before that is more useful. And when it comes to information, again, I can't think of any information that would not be provided, would not be considered to be useful. And it could be useful in the sense that you have gotten it already and you don't really need it, but it goes to support some information that you've received before. Or it's an argument that you needed to hear in order to pre pre prepare yourself to hold firm on your beliefs. Either way, the information is useful. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. <laughs>